everybody, and welcome to Tailgate Talks powered by The Nation. You're listening to week 104. This is episode 152, our Kansas State Wildcat preview. Texas Tech facing off with a number 25 ranked Kansas State Wildcats this weekend at 11 a.m. Uh, we are can't wait to discuss this game with you. If you missed it, we recapped the amazing win over Texas. So we dropped that episode earlier this week on Tuesday. So if you haven't, go and check that out yet. And to make sure you're doing that, you got to follow us on Apple and on Spotify. Rate the tailgate. Give us those five-star ratings. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. You can also follow our uh, social media accounts follow us on twitter at tailgate underscore talks we're also on instagram and facebook and we have our youtube channel that is always active posting clips from uh, each week's podcast some little bite-sized clips whether that's predictions or something that we thought was fun uh, to record from each week we'll post them there and we're also still hoping to get those tailgate crashing videos up for you uh, so be sure to follow there to catch all the fun we've had over the last several weeks tailgating uh, with great Red Raider fans. We've enjoyed all of that. Um, and lastly, if you have any questions, comments, or anything to add to the tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. That's where you can try to get involved with our tailgate crashers thing that we're doing this season. If you got a tailgate spot that you want us to crash, email us there or DM us on the social medias. Uh, but with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into our Kansas State preview. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, Texas Tech, after knocking off number 22, Texas heads on to face their fourth straight ranked opponent as now the Kent State Wildcats are ranked 25 uh, in the nation after knocking off number six, Oklahoma, last weekend in Norman. Good start for the uh, Big 12 schools that are remaining in conference as the two schools leaving are 0-2 uh, to start Big 12 play. Um, but the Kansas State Wildcats have won six straight games against Texas Tech. Dustin, I didn't realize it had been that many in a row, uh, but it has. They've been a team that's kind of uh, dominated you here over uh, the last several years. So as we head into this matchup for this 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday, how are you feeling uh, now after the Texas win about facing off with the Kansas State Wildcats? I feel good. I feel good yeah. after being a three and one after four games, you know, two overtime games against two ranked teams. I mean, at this point, we're going to have a stretch of five straight uh, top 25 ranked opponents yeah. after we go through Kansas State and Oklahoma State ne- the week after. Uh, that's a pretty hell of a tough stretch. So if we can get out three and three, maybe even four and two in this stretch, I feel good. And, you know, that win against Texas gives you a lot of momentum of never giving up and fighting down pretty solid to start that second half and fighting back. Uh, Man, your defense has shown you so much. Now your offense has shown you some hope too. Like there's some, there's some good lights here uh, of this team um, to come. Yeah. I mean, when we talked about it before the season started, we knew this was going to be a rough stretch of games and we were talking, you know, we always do our pot or like our, you know, 
most likely uh, or least likely things is to happen. And we had us like three and one at this point, we would be over the walls. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We're three and yeah. one. We've got two tough road games coming up. Uh, we knew Kansas State was kind of one of those dark horse Big 12 championship contenders from the start of the season. Uh, they lost that one to Tulane, but they did what they did in Norman last week. And so you got to be feeling good if you're Kansas State, but you also got to be feeling good if you're Texas Tech. I think you saw a lot of the things that have held us back have been turnovers and shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. And you saw you kind of do that for a second there when you had the shanked punt. <laughs> but other than that, you were clean on offense. You're After that, you were clean on special teams. Your defense stepped up and you win the game. Uh, and yeah. so I think if you're able to it's take that, easy, that guys. yeah, if you're able to take that, do that on the road, protect the ball, not turn it over, um, figure out what we got to do with Donovan to, to move the ball on offense, which I think Kitley's doing a much better job of, uh, then I think you really have a chance in just about any one of these big 12 games. It's kind of up for grabs. I mean, everybody's got a chance at this big 12 title this year. Uh, and you have a good opportunity here to go 2-0 and against a team that lost to Tulane at home. So it's not impossible to beat them. Definitely <laughs> um, uh, So offense, a huge bounce back performance against Texas, putting up 37 points. You know, you know we had only put up 14 against NC State. So uh, they were moving the ball like we talked about in our Texas recap. They had 100 plays. Uh, so you Ooh. had a lot, a lot of opportunities. Uh, Donovan threw the ball 56 times. So uh, what are you expecting from the offense in this game? And how do you expect them to kind of build off of per what was a solid performance against Texas? Yeah, solid is right. You did a lot of different things too. Whereas, you know, we had been harping like we're too horizontal, too much short outside passing game <clears throat> type stuff. We used the middle of the field. We used the tight ends. We ended up with a solid running game um, with the use of Donovan and Sir Roderick and Brooks with some hard runs. So it's a pretty balanced, not yards-wise, but effort-wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, dude, that 100 plays, like, one, that shows a lot of patience by your players and coaching staff to not try to bite off too much. And, like, we have to get a big play and a touchdown. Like, just keep a couple yards at a time. Just keep going. Like, you're going to wear that defense out. And that's my second point yeah. is 100 yards, 100 plays wears the hell out of a defense and those, those dudes on that side. And that's where you kind of ended up winning that game was you had your offense on the field almost that whole fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, you had 11 plus minutes of time. That's incredible. And that wears the hell out of a defense. And they, it makes it a lot harder on them. So if we can do that some more, that would be big for me. Um, something I had wrote down that I wanted to hit here was um, even when we get good plays and we kind of get to that NASCAR type feeling, uh, hurry to the line. I want us to do that, but like under control yeah. and like run a smarter play every time rather than doing the Neil Brown, like NASCAR straight up the middle every time. Um, I like us hurrying to the ball, but I don't want us to run the right play. Like maybe take your yeah. time, get the right play in, let them not sub and get a better playoff, you know? So I like the speed and tempo, but at the right play calling. Yeah, I agree with that. I, li I like what you said a lot about the tempo and having the ball in your hands. You know, like it, that's something that I think you're really going to want to do. I would like less fourth downs, <laughs> fourth sure. down attempts. Uh, I would like to be able to get that on third down and not have to go for it eight times on fourth down. That would be good. Uh, but 
Kansas State brings a really dynamic rushing attack, and I think you're going to want to keep the oh, ball yeah. out of their hands. You know, you're going to want to keep it out like you did. Try to keep it out of Bijan's hands. You're going to want to have the ball, yeah. and so if you can have a lot of those sustained drives, I think we're figuring it out. Like we got to get the ball out of Donovan's hands pretty quickly. Yep. Like, and, and that's what we did a lot of in the Texas game. It was like drop back, get the ball out, drop back, get the ball out. I think you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, hopefully, a lot more stuff up the middle. A lot of tight end action to help protect uh, yeah. Donovan, give you Teeters a back bit this week. Time. Yeah, so uh, I expect a lot of the kind of the same that we saw this last week. Just like I said, hopefully less less uh, having to go for it less on fourth down. That would be nice. But hey, um, if it's if it's fourth and short, two or three, or like go for it. I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't mind going for it on those. I would just rather us be on third <laughs> yeah. and three and get it instead of having to stress out about a fourth down because whether <laughs> I think we can get it or not, it's still very stressful. Um, so I would just like less of those you know opportunities and more converting on the third down and whatnot. But uh, we did talk about how, how much better Donovan did in the Texas game at, at getting the ball out, reading the defense and and feeling that pressure and get rid of, rid of yep. the ball when he needed to, not taking those sacks that were kind of drive killers like in the NC State game. What do you expect from Donovan this time, his second road start of this season? Uh, Kansas State's probably going to be pretty rowdy after that you Oklahoma bet. win. So uh, kind of what are you expecting from him this week? Yeah, more of the same of what we saw during the Texas game. I mean, that's a even though you're at home, that's a very high-stakes pressure situation game. Yeah. We put a lot on his shoulders. Um, so a lot more of what he did being smart with himself and the football, which didn't quite do, you know, those first, those previous couple games, but I think he learned a lot that NC state game, you know, huge road game against the ranked team, but they got to him, you know? And so I think we have figured out how to help him a lot better, um, schematically and blocking. And I think he is starting to figure out himself too. So just protect the football, man. Keep running it as solid as you can. Um, make the plays that are called for you, and just don't turn it over. I think that's that's the biggest key. Yeah, if he can control the football, not make those forced passes that we saw on the road. Like, I, you know, he was so good in the Texas game at realizing, oh, pressure's in on me. I don't have a receiver to throw to. I'm just going to throw it out of bounds, or I'm going to throw it here to where nobody can catch it. And so if he can keep doing that, limit those mistakes that end up hurting your team. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it is okay to punt. We don't have to score every single drive. We're not asking for that. We're just asking for plays that, uh, you know, if we can't get it, hey, let's let's punt. Let's put it in our defense's hands to get our balls, uh, the ball back, and then let's go get another drive. But, you know, he's obviously been very impressive um, for us for the most part of the season. He's had those mistakes, but he's fought hard for you each game, got a lot of uh, drive. So I expect that from him. I hope Kitley's able to um, make, have calls that put him in similar situations to that Texas game where he's able to get the ball out to your playmakers, get it to Miles Price, get it to Nehemiah Martinez, or get it to the outside on those quick little out rounds. Or those big, yep. gigantic tight ends that you have. Um, mm -hmm. I know they have a pretty good pass rusher in Felix Enudike Uzoma. I think that's... Man, you went for it. I was just going to go Uzoma. Uzoma, I know he's supposed to be their best player. How do you think our line's going to hold up? We've we've seen guys who are pretty dang good cause disruptions on that line, um, but Weston Wright was back. That obviously made a difference. Do you think they're going to 
kind of carry on that solid performance here this week. I hope so. They have a good linebacker, Austin Moore, also. That yeah. <clears throat> a lot of tackles, tackles for loss, all that. Um, so him and Uzoma are a little bit of a problem. We'll see how much pressure they can bring on us. Um, yeah, I hope we can just build on what we did this past week, handling the Texas rush. Um, greatly improved from that week before. And I think, like I said, schematically, we you mentioned it, like got the ball out of his hands a little quicker, um, used some nice running back swing type plays to get the ball out. Like that was pretty nice. So let's see if we can build on that. Um, again, use the middle of the field, use those tight ends to help you block and then slip them out a little bit. Yeah, so now we turn it over to the defensive side of the ball here. Oh, boy. We know we have a dynamic attack. We're all familiar with Deuce Vaughn. Feels like he's been at Kent State for forever now. And (laughs) then new Kent State quarterback who's been around in college football for forever, Adrian Martinez. 75-year-old Adrian Martinez. Yeah, yeah, he'll be still playing college football when our kids are rooting for college football. Uh, So far on this season, Martinez has 538 passing yards with two touchdowns, so he doesn't really do a whole lot through the air. Uh, But he does have 298 rushing yards and touchdowns on the ground. While Deuce Vaughn four last game against Oklahoma. Yeah, and Deuce Vaughn has 468 rushing yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Their leading receiver only has 144 yards on the year and one touchdown. So, uh, Dustin, we know this is a primarily a rushing offense. They're going to try to beat you with Deuce. They're going to try to beat you with Adrian Martinez. How do you feel about this matchup as we just went up against one of the other best ground attacks in the Big 12 in B. John Robinson in Texas? How do you feel like this defense is going to hold up here on the road against a uh, really versatile quarterback and running back? Yeah, this one makes me more nervous, obviously, honestly, because now we have two dynamic guys back there that we're not sure what they're going to do. You know, with Bijan, it was he's getting the ball, and we're worried about that. Like Hudson Card and those other guys, we'll figure it out. But now, like, I don't know. Adrian Martinez is kind of what we thought he would be as a dual threat quarterback, and they wanted to use him in the running game big time. And Oklahoma had problems with it. You know, Deuce Vaughn attracts so much attention and can do so many things because he's so quick and little and hard to tackle that. He needs a lot of attention, but now we're going to put a lot of attention on Adrian Martinez. So it's going to be a big challenge for our guys up front and a guy like Muddy Waters, who's probably going to be on deuce a lot just because he can keep up with them. Whereas like no hate on Merriweather, but deuce is going to run circles around Merriweather if they're out in space, you know? Yeah. So Muddy's going to have to help there. And I, you know, like our front seven kind of group there, six or seven there, gonna be a lot on them this game and then that's gonna stress out the backside is gonna be very singled up you know because we're gonna put so much so many guys in the box and you know spy martinez and spy deuce (laughs) we have double spies for this game like we gotta be reggie pearson's on an island by himself you know all those other guys are on an island and they have to do which i'm okay with because their receivers and passing it doesn't scare me I mean, Miles yeah. Price last game pretty much put up what their receivers have all year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, I, we have really good corners that I don't mind them being out there on islands because if you look at Malik yeah. Dunlap uh, all season, he's been on islands and he's been forcing incomplete passes left and right. You know, they don't really throw at Rashad a whole lot because he's usually pretty locked down. So 
Uh, I, yeah. I trust those guys on the outside. Um, Adrian Fry is not going to be back for this one, so it is going to be a lot of them working there. But yep. I also trust Reggie Pearson and, and Rabbit in the uh, safeties positions to to come in and help protect on some of those pass, passes too. Because like you said, yeah, you're going to have to rely on on that front seven to to defend those two guys and to um, be able to tackle Adrian Martinez, to be able to tackle Deuce Vaughn, who's going to be a problem. And yeah, Muddy Waters being able to kind of play that hybrid position is going to be Yeah, we're going to need a big game from him. Somebody to be able to keep up with that little quick guy. Um, but yeah, I, I expect maybe a similar type of performance from them. Uh, once we really dig in on the ground, we, we really did a good job of shutting that Texas run game down. And so I kind of expect to see similar here. Now I am curious what a running quarterback is going to do against us. Yeah. We haven't really faced the running quarterback yep. of a threat like Adrian Martinez. So that's probably the thing, like you said, that, that makes me most nervous is I know what you're getting with Deuce Vaughn, but I don't really know what you're getting with both him and Adrian Martinez and, and how we are going to try to attack that. So, I'm curious to see, but I know we got a lot of guys. Like you said, we got a lot of linebackers. We got a lot of linemen who you can plug in there uh, and, and count on to get stops. So, uh, Dustin, let's take it over. Prediction time. Let's do better this time. Let's try to do better. Dustin's been our best predictor. He did get the uh, uh, two picks against or two turnovers against Houston. Yeah. Um, but since then we haven't really gotten any of our predictions. So let's start off with the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Dustin, what are you going for an offensive prediction? I want more tight ends. I'm going two tight end touchdowns with Tharp mm. and Cup. And maybe even Teeter. I didn't I was hit wrote this down before he was back. Yeah. But as a group, two tight end touchdowns. Um, I think I was leaning tight end, but I wasn't sure if you were going to go tight end. So I'll save, I'll leave the tight end prediction for you. I'm going to go uh, Trey Cleveland off of his big catch from last game. Joey McGuire talked about him today in his press conference. I think he's going to get some more run out nice. there um, because he has been playing well and getting more reps. I'm going to have him having a have a touchdown in this game and some big plays. I don't know yardage wise. I'll have them over like in, in that 70 to a hundred range of yardage, but I think Ooh, we're going to have a big nice. performance from Trey Cleveland as he's been uh, kind of coming on here as of late. Now we turn it to the other side of the ball. Um, I'll go first on the defensive yeah. prediction. So you don't steal mine <laughs> um, with this being a run heavy game. I'm going to go Creshawn Merriweather is my guy that I'm locked in on for this game. He's going to be, in the double digits and tackles, I think he's going to be around that 15 tackle mark because he's going to be doing a lot of work with having to tackle Deuce and Adrian Martinez uh, in this run game. He's going to be heavily involved in this game, I think, and so he's going to be key there. Double digit tackles for Creshawn. I like that. What do you got? I know it's a very run heavy team, but I'm I just really want this Reggie Pearson pick back to back games. All right. All and right. I like that. Not a prediction here, but like I mentioned earlier, big key to the game is Muddy Waters and his involvement. He's going to be at the line of scrimmage a lot like he was with Bijan, helping yeah. tackle the running backs and helping cover Deuce. So watch when you're watching the game at bright and early at 11 in the morning Saturday. Don't forget that. Set your alarms that Muddy Waters and Sean Merriweather are going to be big keys on that defensive front. 
I agree with you on that one. All right, let's do our score predictions. So Dustin was close last week, 31-28 on his prediction versus Texas. What do you have for us in this game? We're going another victory, 38-31. to Another close one. Don't know how we're going to get there in the end because with this team, you never know. But I got to swing them by 38-31, touchdown. I I feel like we're riding that high, um, but I am nervous about the Kansas State run game. I am nervous about our offense's ability on the road. Um, I think this might be a little bit of a come-down-to-earth game. Um, and so, I, I – you know, we're. I'm happy to be at three and one right now, but I think Kansas State might have kind of the recipe to to beat us with that offense. Um, we have been kind of gashed in the run game these last two games, um, and so I, that does make me nervous. Um, and so I am going 34-30. Kansas State is going Ooh. to. It, it's going to be a close one at the end, where maybe yep. Kansas State finds a way to. Um, grab the lead at the end and maybe we just run out of time or something like that. But I'm going to go 34-30 Kansas State um, over Texas Tech, unfortunately. Um, last week I probably would have picked Texas to, to, to beat us, but I just hate picking Texas. Can't but do that. Can't do it. Can't do that. Um, so that is our Kansas State preview. Um, we will be watching that game and tweeting on that game. So make sure you're following us uh, at tailgate underscore talks in there if you want to interact with us during the game. But Dustin, we have some basketball news to discuss. So we're going to yeah. kick it over there and discuss a little bit of the hardwood. Well, so if you were paying attention on Twitter or social media over the last week, you would have uh, seen an injury uh, come across your timeline. Not the good kind of news. But nope. uh, our big off-season um, transfer, <laughs> Fardaz Amac, uh, has a foot injury, and it was initially reported as a broken foot. Then Texas Tech came out and said it was just a foot injury. So it's kind of uh, everybody's trying to figure out what exactly that <laughs> means. We're at the Texas Tech game on Saturday where they introduced the basketball team, and he's in a full cast and on a scooter. Um, and so definitely looks like a broken foot to me, Dustin, yeah. <laughs> but what were your thoughts on, uh, the Fardaz Amac injury as he was one of the, uh, he was our big get in the off season. We were all excited to see him put on that red and black and play for us this season. Definitely. It's a little worrisome for him personally, just cause like you mentioned in our text messages, big men and foot injuries are never good. Yeah. Um, so you never know how it's going to heal and recover. So I think it's good that he's in a cast rather than just a boot because it's less likely to like re-injure it in the recovery rehab type stage. We'll just leave right. it in there for six weeks and then recover it. I think that's good that he's in that. And in hindsight, like obviously I don't like losing him, especially being a new transfer in for the, with this team. But in hindsight, if we can get him back, obviously for conference play um, sooner than later, I don't see it as a terrible thing for this team, like depth wise and figuring out some playing time. Cause yeah. now it gives like, obviously Bacho takes over that center role. And then we kind of go a little more like four guard forward type ish rather than maybe two bigs, uh, which we might've done with O'Banner has that other stretch big. So it kind of gives all these other guard forwards 
a chance to play a little more and figure out, you know, their competition and playing time, you know, for the first two months of play. Um, so it's not that bad of a thing in general. If you look, step back and look at it that way, um, hoping we can get him back by January. Um, I'm predicting like late January, just cause it's a big man with a foot injury. You know, I don't know if early January is doable and I don't want to push it if he's not ready yet, you know? Yeah, I'm, I don't you know, the initial reaction sounded like it was going to be about two months. Um, and they said, you know, try to work him in at the start. But like we said, big big guys with foot injuries is definitely yeah. something you don't want to rush back. Now, January sounds, end of January sounds like a long, long, long time. So if that's... End of January is four months almost, yeah. Yeah, if that's the case to me. Pushing three. Went wrong, something went wrong if he's not playing by the start of conference play then something went wrong in the healing process or something like that, I think. But um, yeah, you're kind of forced to figure out what else you got. Um, And luckily you have a lot of guys that you trust. You've heard a lot of great things about Bacho's development this off season and what he's kind of of coming into as a player. Uh, You've got a lot of youth. You've got a a lot of other guys. And like you said, you might have to try to figure some things out with some small ball lineups, um, maybe play Kevin O'Banner at the big position who's yeah. a guy who's used to banging bodies down low. Um, you've got some other guys who could kind of maybe fill that role for you. But, you know, it, it's just – it's unfortunate to hear that news, but I would rather hear it here in September yeah. rather than in November or December. Totally. Um, and so yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have it now, and hopefully he can rehab it, get back and healthy and – and be ready to go um, sometime in the season. But, yeah, take it take it easy. Don't rush him back. Uh, we and wish like, nothing but the best for him in to recovering. To expand on my little point of, like, it's not that bad. We have a lot of other guys that we need to help figure out their stuff. I mean that in a good way because we have such good depth and talent at these guard forward positions. Yeah. I mean, you look at it on paper and the recruiting stuff, this is probably the most talented tech team on paper, like recruiting wise ever, like just Close, straight yeah. up that way. Like, so you have a lot of good, good basketball players that can help yeah. here. So it's, it's okay. I know that for, I mean that in a good way because we have so much talent. Yeah. And gives those other players a chance to kind of step up and, yeah, and make exactly. a name for themselves and earn some minutes. And so, um, you know, just kind of curious to see what we hear as, uh, practice has gotten started and, and roles kind of get defined and everything like that. We'll be touching more on basketball news as it kind of comes and goes, but uh, this was pretty big news that surfaced. So wanted to touch on that last little bit here. We won't say much on it because, you know, he never actually got to play for us, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, he was a love of kid. Ethan Duncan uh, announced today that he is transferring uh, going into the portal. So, um, wish nothing but the best for him. Just kind of never looked into it, had injuries hamper him last season. And really, um, maybe just you look at the depth on this team, not a lot of minutes to be found for him. So, uh, he will be leaving the program. That's kind of news that broke today. Um, uh, but that, as I mentioned, Texas Tech basketball practice, men's and women's got started today. So, uh, basketball season is. Around the corner, which will keep us busy as we'll be watching football and basketball, breaking all that down for you guys as that stuff uh, gets closer. And so can't wait to get ready for Mark Adams in year two of his basketball season. But 
Uh, let's go recap and do some shot bets, Dustin. All right, so last week uh, we actually split uh, with the victory over Texas. Me and Dustin both took Tech, which was a seven point or a six, six or seven point at the time underdog. Of course, we won outright, so we win that bet, but. Uh, one thing we have not done so far this season is win an NFL shot bet as we picked Damn. the Bills as four-point favorites over the Dolphins. And uh, the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa continue their hot start to the season, win 3-0 and for them. So we take the shot bet loss 0-3 for us. I have one more shot bet to pay off. We paid up two over the weekend. so I'm, I'm still to- recovering. It's Monday while we're recording this, and I'm still recovering from Saturday. My voice That's is pretty good. I was back. able to get some good sleep. Um, just kind of relax. I still Saturday need more. Game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week's shot bets, of course, we'll start off with Texas Tech and Kansas State. Kansas State is a seven and a half point favorite. Dustin has Texas Tech Woo! winning this game. So Dustin's on the Texas Tech side. You I have bet. Kansas State winning, but I only have them winning by four. So I also am going to take the Texas Tech side of this bet seven and a half does feel like quite a bit of points for a team that did lose the two lane. It's like, we just forgot that they lost the two lane at home. Um, uh, some short term memory loss sometimes for, uh, NC <laughs> poll voters and everything like that. But yeah, our NFL shot bet, uh, will be chiefs versus bucks Mahomes and Brady. They're probably their last time to face off ever. Um, unless they meet in the super bowl. Um, but Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs coming off a loss to the Colts and Tom Brady coming off a loss to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Tampa Bay. Uh, there is a hurricane like going on in They Florida. have evacuated right. Tampa, I know that. Yeah, so who knows if this game's actually going to be played in Tampa or what. But where? Chiefs are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Dustin, which side of the bet are you going? I'm going Chiefs here. The Bucks offense hasn't looked good all season, and they receivers are, you know, they're, I mean they're signing guys like Cole Beasley off the street to play for yeah. them. So they are scrapping for guys. So I don't know. Yes, Mike Evans will be back, but I'll take the Chiefs in this one. Man, it's like it's where we're both zero and three going together on this, but I do not want to take the Bucks. They just haven't looked good. That offense they can't really score. No. Tom Brady hasn't looked great. The Chiefs, I thought that was just a fluke of a game. They should have beat yeah. the Colts. Um, and so I, I feel like they're going to bounce back with a good performance this week. Uh, they're more healthy uh, going into this one, so I'm going to ride the Chiefs. And honestly, a two-and-a-half point spread, it, I think they can win that by a field goal. If it was a little yeah. bit higher, <laughs> I might have to way the, go the other way. But two-and-a-half, I'll take the Chiefs on that one. So before we get out of here for this week, Dustin, do you have any final shot for us this week? I know NFL-wise, probably the best uniform game of the season is happening Thursday night. The Bengals are wearing their sweet white icy Bengal uniforms at home against the Dolphins, and that means the Dolphins are going to wear their aqua-looking jerseys and maybe even color rush it. So that would be a sick uniform game if we get that on Thursday night. Yeah, that's going to look really pretty on Amazon Prime. Dang um, right. Yeah, that's a good jersey combo. Mine will be, you know, 
the NFL games this past week really sucked. Uh, I don't know. They did week three one good. It is not a good week. Sunday night football was a dud. Uh, this Monday night football game has looked like a dud. That Packers Bucks game was kind of a dud. It was just a weird week in the NFL. Um, but I did kind of thought this was funny. How about the Jags, Dustin? Uh, Jaguars two and one. Arley was just Pretty a good. year a, a year off on his Jaguars prediction. I know. <laughs> if, he, if he would have not been so high on Urban Meyer, he might have been you know might have been right. But and that will do it for our Kansas State preview. We hope to see the Texas Tech Red Raiders move to two and zero in Big Twelve conference play here at eleven a.m. on Saturday. We will be watching with you all, so make sure you are following us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks if you want to interact with us during the game or get to uh, see what our thoughts are as we are watching it. Uh, and then make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify to catch our recap of the Kansas State game next week. We drop those early in the week. Uh, that way you can you know get your download of what happened, what our thoughts were, and everything like that. So make sure you're following us there giving us those five-star ratings, and if you listen to us on Apple, hitting us with those reviews. Uh, also, follow our YouTube channel where we post our little highlights from each week's episodes and our tailgate crasher videos for you guys. Hoping to get those up soon so you can see and check in on all the fun that we've been having out at these Texas Tech tailgates. That'll do it for us this week. As always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.